Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's a special episode today. It's just, Christine's not with me today. It's just me, and I got a chance to have the CEO of a totally badass company called Paradigm. I'm going to get right into it, but Joe Hoppus, I, Hoppus, really thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Before we started really recording, you were going to jump into your life, you know, your background, your backstory. Let's just start with that. And well, first of all, say what Paradigm is so people know why they're listening. Yeah. So Paradigm is a ecosystem platform to, to empower agents with the tools and education to work with co-buyers. And, you know, what a co-buyer is, is really any multi-buyer um, transaction, married or not, but we're focusing on unmarried, you know, yeah. walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to, I mean, I ran across it. I was telling Joe, I ran across it in, uh, on an Instagram ad and I'm the bright, shiny object guy on my team. So if there's something that's like, oh, look, something new, let me check it out. And I got involved with it because I thought, I mean, this is an idea whose time has come. I mean, you know, you do have people that are waiting for a $500,000 house where Joe's in Bellingham, I'm in Seattle. And, you know, you don't get a $500,000 house anymore. You just don't. But you do get a ton of million dollar ones. And if you could find a partner, you know, if you got two people that can each afford a $500,000 house, but can't find one, they can get in on a million and have it work and have a system set up where they can get it to work. It's just dynamite. So tell me about your background. Tell me how you got into this. Tell me about you. Yeah. Agent broker owner up here in Bellingham, Washington for 20 years, started in Seattle. And, uh, you know, the as we've seen the barrier to entry, just like you said, like, you know, those first time home buyers that we used to just get pre-approved and go find them a house, those days are gone. Um, and there's such a pool of people who are qualified. They've got good jobs. Um, you know, we would consider them historically as great buyers, yeah. but they can't find anything. Um, and, uh, you know, my, the light bulb moment came on for me about three years ago. I was working with three single teachers. They were all roommates. Um, and they all got pre-approved to buy at the same time. They're all super excited. They got pre-approved for about 350 and that just wasn't enough to get into the market. And we, we were literally showing them houses, the same house back to back appointments. And, you know, it just, it has to be ridiculous before it gets loud enough before you go, wait a minute, there's gotta be a better solution here. And so I sat them down and said, what if you guys joined forces and bought a million dollar house? You know, your payments would actually be less collectively. Your product would be exponentially better. Mm -hmm. Location would be better. And uh, one of them was like, I'm ready to live on my own. I want to go. But two of them are like, okay, great. And then that question was like, oh man, how do I support 
two individuals buying together in that right. process of walking them through it, you know, you started to see the power and then also some of the pitfalls. And that's what launched, like, there's gotta be a source of truth here that helps people join forces and buy real estate. That is really easy. The literacy needs to be low for people for it to feel like they're not going into a big stuffy attorney's office to create, you know, all these contracts and what ifs and answer and have to do the lift of answering all the what ifs, even thinking about all the what ifs. Yeah. Um, so we, we've reduced the fear, the anxiety around joining forces with someone yeah. because we've, you know, had, we've built a product that creates that clear agency. So we know what to do when one wants out, one wants this, one wants to upgrade that. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, if you just go back for a second that, you know, that, you know, you're talking about making it so that it's accessible. Yeah. All right. So here, I'm going to just tell one on myself because in reading the, you know, doing whatever pre-work there is to do to, you know, come on board as an agent with a, you know, what I don't know that I'm paradigm certified or whatever, however it is, but I'm now familiar enough with the platform. It's the uh, acknowledgement is it's the first time I've really gotten the difference between, you know, for what tenants in common is like, oh, right. Look at that. That's like, that's why there's two different things there. That's how that works. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I think real estate testing in general is absurd. It's just absurd. Agreed. It's just like the worst testing in the world. Yeah. Least useful. Yep. Dumbest thing ever. But there you go. Tenancy in common. Of course. Why am I not recommending that every single time there's unrelated buyers? Yeah. I mean, just, I, I even go to the point and tenancy in common is a great example, but even higher level, you know, that, you know, in the NWMLS forms, we have right after the names, we've got that drop down box. And I don't know right. about you, but that was always the most uncomfortable thing to think about. Like, well, here's two people with two different last names. What business is it mine to say whether they're unmarried? I even right. ask that question. What do I follow up with if they are unmarried? I don't know. So, right. you know, I think a lot of agents just kind of brush past that because we don't have the knowledge or, a, you know, a set of tools to say, oh, okay, you're unmarried. Oh, here you go. Here's what right. you need. Here's the best solution for this, or even not even this is the best. Do you know the difference between the possible solutions? Exactly. You know, yeah. And here, and then to have it on a platform where if they're un, because if they're related, okay, they don't, you know, the law is going to treat them exactly the same. So it's not, it's really is. And then for roommates, coworkers, I'm just thinking about the, the opportunity it is for, like you said, so I teach first time home buyer classes and I'm, mm -hmm. I have a huge database. I can, you know, now have something powerful to reach out to them with. Yeah. You know, we could start meetups, you yep. know, I mean, yep cruises or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, meet your room, meet your housemate. So talk to me a little bit about that process, uh, Joe. I'm really interested in terms of how do people structure it when one person wants to sell or one person wants to upgrade or what yeah. are the sticking points? And I mean, there's obvious sticking points, but how does the platform sort that out? Yeah. So our people yeah, sort of yeah the, the platform, we've got a number of things we've got, you know, from the very beginning, we've got a co-buy calculator that just allows co-buyers right. to play around with the power of joining forces and asymmetrical down payments, asymmetrical monthly budgets, you know, so it's a fun little tool for co-buyers to go, oh, okay, wow, there's possibility. And then the second thing we have is a, is a one-on-one agreement builder. It's a short seven minute, you intake 
you know, non-married co-buyers, you know, parents, childs, investors who are buying an investment property together who aren't married. Mm-hmm. And it just lays out differences of equity, understanding bill paying, understanding those exit strategies and asking the questions just to familiarize them basically building a consensus and an understanding of how they're going to navigate the transaction. So there's not going to be surprises along the way. It's really helpful for an agent to know too, that, Hey, these people have their stuff dialed. They at least understand the, you know, the agreements they're about to enter into. God forbid, you know, the two days before closing once like, I don't understand, you know, asymmetric equity and I feel scared and I want out. So that's the first tool that we have for agents to shoot out to those, those co-buyers. Then the, we have at you know, time of closing, we call it our operating agreement, tenancy and common agreement. One of the things, and I think the loudest is exit. And we've got recommended approaches for people. They can also write their own. Um, So they have the freedom to input their own, you know, how we want to handle this. Um, Our recommended approach is that they each put up three months into a bank account of what the monthly payments will be. And so therefore, you know, if one of them trips and falls down, it's not a big emotional event. There's probably an emotional emotional event already happening um, right. where someone can't make the payment, uh, doesn't have the facility to do so. So we wanted there to be a buffer so that people could see what that emotional event is, talk about that, but know that the payments are going to be made um, out of the escrow account. And then we've got a what if it goes beyond and then ultimately how to exit when one person needs out, which involves the agent that sent them the operating agreement, mm-hmm. set evaluation, and then talk about a refinance event to buy out the um, you know first option to buy out the exiting co-buyer um, or ultimately to sell it. But you know, and that's a worst case scenario yeah. uh, where they have to sell. But that's, and really, I'm thinking that's really no different than the divorce. O- ultimately, I mean, it's the exact same scenario that it's it's yeah. a, you know, it's a last resort. And I'm sure the realtors, everyone watching has certainly gone through that maze with, you know, a seller who's, you know, not interested in selling, but they have to. And that's the only way. But that's so you're just establishing sort of the the framework in which that's going to get handled. I love the idea of a three-month escrow or, you know, for thinking my risk tolerance would require a six-month escrow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Combined it's six really, because usually one is going to fall. Rare is it going to be both people are are going to be able to make the payment. So it does extend it out. And, you know, Aaron, you brought up a good point. Like the difference between, you know, marriage and non-marriage co-buying is, you know, another term that I remember from real estate school 20 years ago was the term called partition. I had no idea how powerful partition is. So if you and I buy a property, Mm. I could decide tomorrow, tomorrow to file partition, which means it would be a judgment forced sale of the property without your approval. So that's one another thing that our operating agreement protects each other from, you know, some of those things that you can't do when you're married. So when you're married, you you don't have that right. You don't have the right to protect yourself from partition. Yeah. When you're married, you are protected from partition, but when you're not and you're joining, yeah, you're, there's no protection from partition. Um, The wall street journal put out an article last year uh, calling the non-married co-buyer purchase of a home homes exit the millennial divorce you know and that that just alludes to exactly what you were talking about like we're seeing this but it's 
kind of in the shadows. It's kind of unknown. No one's right. talking about it. So. Great. And, uh, you know, the other thing that struck me Joe, about the platform is that it really is sort of a, it's an educational environment. What do you call it? A, a, an ecosystem. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an educational ecosystem and that you're really are, you're setting up a framework that you then take to a local attorney. Yep. That nothing comes out of this that's binding. Yep. This is where people get to work it out rather than spending two, $300 an hour. Yeah. Sitting with an attorney to work it out. Yeah. You yeah. bring them. Here are the outlines. Please have this be consistent with local laws. I mean, that's got to drop the fee from a, for attorney in a, to a third of what it would be. It's actually, uh, yeah, we're actually finding it's much less. You know, the estimates that we're, we're getting from attorneys are three to five grand to build, you know, uh, an agreement from scratch. And most right. would have to start from ground zero. So it's like a tenth. Yeah, exactly. So, and we've got an attorney in California who will review and and insert California, you know, regulations and laws for a hundred bucks. He loves our, he loves this. He's like, oh yeah, let me look at it. This is genius. Like I'll stamp it, give it a hundred bucks, turn it over. Um, so it could really reduce that cost of going to an attorney and the emotional cost of having to go through an attorney and lift and time and energy. So we've tried to just reduce that. Yeah. And if you can get it in just English first, that everyone's in agreement about it in in English, because otherwise most my experience with that is one person's going to go to the attorney and then bring it to the other. And now the other needs an attorney. Yep. Right. The other person now needs an attorney and to read what the first attorney wrote. Yeah. yeah. I, I just translate it, disagree, uh, redline it, go back. Yeah. Right. As opposed yeah. to we're both going to sit down at a computer and figure out what we want to say and how we want to work it in English. And then it gets worded by an attorney. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, that's great. And the so I know as an agent, I'm in for 49 bucks a month. Right. Yep. Yep. And if I bring people in, the, my clients don't pay anything for it. Clients don't pay anything. Yeah. You just email your clients the tools and there's no charge for any, you know, there's no upcharge for them to use your tools. And you can. And if, the clients come in without an agent. What's the, what's that? It's, it's 500, it's 500 bucks. And, and we, you know, we have had a few of those we really try and find out who their agent is and, and work with their agent and say, right. you know, for, for a small monthly fee, you know, you can have this access for these clients plus, you know, future clients as well. I mean, it's sort of a no brainer, really. I mean, that's destructive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I freaking love it. And so what, you know, first of all, is there a, do you have a referral model? Do you have a model for people that come to you that without agents or does that not really happen? What's we do? Yeah, we were just, we just pivoted to an agent subscription model. We were, we spent the last year doing B2C marketing, just casting the net, you know, getting, you know, hundreds of co-buyers through to use our tools to test it, refine it. We offered our tools for free. We just wanted to, to really legitimize, think through, troubleshoot anything that we're seeing. And then about three weeks ago, we put all our tools behind a paywall because ultimately I want the agents to hand these out, to have the expertise because it it makes them not more knowledgeable, gives them an expertise in a growing, extraordinarily growing market. And yeah. out of the 629 million uh, residential real estate sales this last year, 13% of those were just friends buying together. So, you know, 80 some million transactions last year were friends going in and buying a place together. And, and um, it could only go up if the market, I mean, you know, depending on what the market does, but yeah, well, and even if interest rates go up, it's just, you know, whatever yeah. expense is rising, it's going to take collaboration and it's going to take some untraditional way of getting the real estate. 
Yeah. And what were some of the, you know, the bugs that you guys got worked out? What do you think you are just interested in how the development of it went? Yeah. A number of bugs were a lot of just technical, you know, our technology was new. So our interfaces were type form and, you know, not being able to track certain things, you know, and, you know, certain feedbacks of different case studies, you know, so it was, there was constantly new, well, we're a this and trying to do that. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hadn't, you know, we hadn't considered that, you know, and, and yeah. as exhaustive as you try and think through all the scenarios. Right until you get those real life scenarios, you know, so we've boiled it down to one, you know, agreement that we think, you know, does cover everything, especially with the flexibility of adding your own language inside yeah. of it. Yep. And we've re retooled, we're out of type form. We've built a custom software interface. So it allows, you know, agents to watch and see, you know, when their clients go through, allows the client to go back through and, you know, reiterate change and it saves the changes, you know, just a lot of those technology yeah. things that, you know, we're constantly refining. Yeah. And, you know, right now, where are you and what's the projection for scale? Yeah. So right now we're, we're just shy of 50 agents in the last three weeks signing up. Um, and in our first three weeks, we're, we're onboarding, you know, people on, on a regular basis. We've tried to make the bar our barrier to entry for agents, you know, silly, like, of course, why, why wouldn't I do this with a training and a certification? And, you know, we're building out the badges for LinkedIn, you know, the right. certification, all of that stuff, plus the collateral, the marketing collateral um, mm -hmm. that we have. I've heard a dime a dozen is, you know, first time homebuyer seminars, you know, haven't heard too many, you know, co-buy seminars. Um, exactly. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm ramping up for yeah. co-buy fractional ownership. I was trying to get the language. I couldn't get it, but someone said fractional ownership. And that also resonated with people. Do you find that there's a difference in the reception when you call it co-buying versus fractional ownership? Yeah, it's a great question. We've uh, we've been playing around with the terminology to, to, you know, to the consumer. The consumer, I think, understands co-buying. You know, it's a softer term to them. And I think to the professionals uh, like us, fractional makes more sense. You know, it's like, oh, okay, it's you're buying a certain percentage of, of a property. No matter how you're doing it, you're buying a certain percentage. Good. Yeah. All right, good. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know which way yeah. which seminar sells out first, the fractional yeah. ownership or the co-buying yeah. seminar yeah. branded differently. I just think it's a natural, Joe. I really just, yeah. I, I, I loved it when you called me today. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Great. Um, I'm really excited to play with it and, um, yeah. you know, and they can find you. So I'll put the link in the notes yep. right, for this, for people that are interested. And I don't know who wouldn't be to go check it out. And it's yeah. um, Paradigm, P-A-I-R-A-D-I-M-E, right? Pair your dimes together. Yeah. P-A-I-R. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Joey, is there something I didn't ask that I should have asked? I think that's it. You know, I think I would just love all the, you know, agents out there to know that we are, you know, as a, as an agent, our whole lens that we're looking through is supporting agents, empowering agents right. and, and making them the center of this, uh, you know, of the rollout of these tools to consumers. Right. Well, I'll tell you, you know, you know, as an agent and everyone listening knows an agent, it is delightful <laughs> to find some technology that's not out to disintermediate us and yeah. is actually putting us at the center because, yeah. you know, there's a million possibilities for how this could work without us and work poorly. But really, I just appreciate the foresight to, to do that. And it's all the more important why people take advantage of things like this. Why if agents taking advantage of things like this puts us more at the center of a transaction and yeah. highlights the value that a consultative fiduciary kind of role 
that a real estate agent properly yeah. uh, has and properly has in a transaction. So I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah. And a follow up to that real quick is, you know, I've heard, well, is, you know, some agents have asked, are we practicing law by, you know, helping these people with these operating agreements? And, you know, there's two answers to that. I, I liken the operating agreement to a form 17, to a seller's disclosure. Mm-hmm. We send, we send this legal document over, it's for them to fill out. We can right. answer like what potable water is, but right. we're not, we're not going to tell them whether they have it or not, or what to put on the form. And then also, you know, I think it's putting the ownership on us plus then the client to go to the attorney. So it really supports the agent to just hand these things out totally. and help. And we're taking all the ownership away from yeah. the liability away. Um, yeah. you know, and the that it's the process. Yeah. And then we get to refer these people to our favorite, you know, yep. divorce attorneys, probate attorneys, the ones we're nurturing anyway. I mean, it's just exactly. that's such a great handoff. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. What else? No, I I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's a couple of applications that I see as an agent, you know, your past one in three transactions are co-buy. So you look through your book of business, these agreements are a great way to retouch, you know, past clients and say, Hey, I've got this new tool, check it out. You can apply it to your situation. It's not too late until they're, till they're at the end and they're in the the wheels Mm -hmm. have fallen off. So there, there is a chance to retouch, you know, then obviously understanding who's coming through your door and your clients to help that will elevate. And then, like you said, you know, co-buy seminars, adding to first time home buyer seminars is, is a genius way to do it. Yeah, it's great. All right. Very cool. All right. I really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, and really uh, best me. of luck to you. And I'll keep you posted yeah. how it's going with me. Yeah. And it's great to meet you. Great to make anything this that we can do to help you. Uh, let us know. I will. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.